Okay. Hey, we're getting started with a new series, and it is called, this is where I wish the lights came on and like, dun, 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 you know, but it's not going to happen. But it's called the Power of God. Really is called the Power of God series. Uh, it was something that God really dropped in my heart last week. And I, I was, again, when I, when I heard that from God, I'm like, okay, what does this look like? Because, God, this is pretty broad. And through the week, I literally was just asking God, what does this sound like? What does this sound like? And if you all didn't know, Matt Albrecht, he really helps me with the graphic side of things. So every time you see a graphic, that is not me. That's him. He's just killing it right now, right? And so he's telling me, okay, what, what are you thinking? You know, a subtitle or whatever. And I'm like, let me ask God, what does this look like? Okay, because it's so broad. And he goes, just let people know that I am good and the devil is bad. God is good, devil bad. Okay, and it's literally that. And everyone say, good God, bad devil. And we need to remind ourselves that. And so this series really is going to kick off with just this. We need to have an understanding and experience, okay? I'm going to say that again. Experience God's power in our life. We need to have an understanding of God's power so it can benefit us today. You know, if I could quickly illustrate that, it's like, you know, being a part of a company, but you're a temp. Have you ever gone through a temp service or heard of people going through temp service and you're working for them, but you're only in the temp services. So technically you can't reap the benefits, technically. But then that day comes where you're hired on, right? And when you're hired on, you know, everything increases. Now you reap the benefits of that. Let me tell you something, church. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much. But if we don't activate by faith in Christ, God's power, we are missing out on the benefits on earth, okay? You're heaven bound already, all right? Salvation, it's there, but you are missing promises that God has for you now. You don't have to wait then to see, okay, let's see what God's going to do then. We have to have an understanding now. Again, good God, because he's that good, but the enemy, the devil, bad devil, he's trying to do everything he can to blind us from that and not have us um, enjoy the benefits of it. You know, when you go to Mark chapter 1, verse 15, Jesus said this, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, he says. Okay, Repent and believe in the gospel and the good news. Other translations will say it this way. God's kingdom is here. Rethink your life. God's kingdom is here. And so the mindset that I want to create and and remind you guys on is that the kingdom of God is here already. Jesus talked about it. He says, rethink your life on this. The reality is this. We need to get serious with God. We need to get serious with God. Yes, God is full of grace and full of mercy, and he is truth. But God is a father to us, and he doesn't play games when we want to play around and go on this line of, okay, should I, should I well, I kind of want to do my thing, but, but I know I'm not supposed to. The Bible says this, and no, God doesn't play around with that, and we miss out on the benefits on earth. And what happens is the enemy comes in, bad devil, comes in and manipulates us, lies to us, tries to rethink God and not take God as serious. But again, reality is God wants us to be serious with him in our life. You know, uh, when I was in Tulsa, I worked on a Christmas light crew. I, I supervised that. But during the summertime, um, I worked on grounds crew. 
cut the grass, trim the bushes. And it was a huge campus, huge. So they had like a lot of men on there, some women too as well. Go out there, cut the grass, do what they have to do. We had a mission every day. We had the whole thing mapped out. We could see the campus and the break room on a map. And we'd say, today we're going to hit this area. Uh, you know, Jesse, you're going to cut bushes with these guys. You're going to cut grass. We would kind of game plan every morning. And we had the mission, right? Well, I go into the, the job, and it's about uh, three hours into my job. It's a nice summer day. And as we're cutting and pruning these, di- uh, these uh, bushes, I forgot the word, bushes, we found a pink Frisbee in the back. Very small one. Very small pink Frisbee. My wife's like, here we go. I remember this story. Okay? And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I pick it up, and I told one of my guys, catch it. And they caught it. Well, one catch to the next catch made us, you know, distracted us from our mission and what we had to do. And before you knew it, we were getting competitive with each other. Then we started playing football <laughs> on workout. I'm, I'm, there's a redemptive side to this, I promise, okay? We started horse playing on the job, okay? So when he threw the Frisbee at me from long distance, I was going to try to run away from him. And I said, I'm faster than you. And he's, no, you're not. So he started chasing me, and I get right by him. And have you ever ran so fast you lose your balance, kind of like, and you're trying to pick yourself up? You didn't fall, okay? Well, as I'm running and I'm losing my balance, he catches up to me and pushes me from the back. We're horse playing because he just wants me to fall. Well, I stumble and I landed on the sidewalk and I split my head open right here. I mean, if you look close enough now, don't come up to me and just kind (laughs) of do that deal. But take notice of it today. I won't mind. So if you're looking at me up, that's fine. I I know why because I'm giving you permission. But, But if you see right here, I have a scar because I had six stitches in my head, opened my head up. I'm telling you, it was just pretty nasty, nasty. And I just remember just going through the whole process and my wife had to get out of work, close down shop, and she was not too happy with me. My boss wasn't happy with me. My friends were not happy with me because, you know, they're getting in trouble now. I got hurt, you know, that whole deal. But that day when I went in, I realized um, after getting the stitches and then going back to to the job that I shouldn't have done that. I had a mission in hand, I got distracted by something, and because of it caused more hurt everywhere else or or stopped the mission, period. Not only that, as the weeks went by, um, you know, they tried to get me on work compensation, but because it was considered horseplay, I lost that benefit. I lost it. Therefore, money had to come out of my own pocket, and I had to pay certain things, and I was time off and you know it, it was a simple decision I made because I didn't I wasn't serious with the job and when something actually happened I couldn't reap the benefits of it and it's because I wasn't serious I was horse playing sometimes we do that in life I actually had to rethink that day I had to rethink my work ethic and that was the day I said God I'm sorry help me out with this but I'm gonna start changing the way I think about when I work and because of it, yeah, because of it, you know, I, it's been such a great journey for me because I've been learning and going. And when work, it's work time, it's work time. Have fun at work, you know, laugh and do what you have to do. There's a mission that still is in front of you. Continue that. But there's a difference from working and, and enjoying your work versus just horse playing and just being distracted by what the mission is. I rethought my work ethics and I moved forward and God was faithful with that. Sometimes we fall into that with God where we horseplay with God. We love God. And he, we know he loves us back, but reality is we're not activating the power of God in our life because we're just in a horseplay situation, and the enemy's trying to keep us in that position. 
And he doesn't want you, and the devil doesn't want you to come to God and give it to God and activate the power of God because he realized he just got whooped by God. You know, in 1 John chapter 5, 19, it says, we know for a fact that we are of God. We know that. And the whole world around us lies in the power of the evil one opposing God and his precepts. You know, sometimes we live a life as believers not acknowledging there's an enemy. Now, let, let me kind of dissect that a little bit, okay? We understand there's a devil. We understand there's God. We, have, we know the stories. But when we face things that it's an attack, maybe on our, our finances, an attack in our marriage, first of all, check your decisions that you're making. Maybe it's just simple decisions that are just not right. But a lot of times it's the enemy trying to discourage you and distract you, pink frisbee, Pink Frisbee, do you guys get it? He's distracting you away from the mission so you can be veered off this way. What the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to distract you, and then he kind of walks away from it. And we don't acknowledge there's a devil out there. And what happens is we question what we're going. We try with all our strength to, to fix the situation. We try with everything we got to fix it, but reality is the enemy is the motive behind the whole thing, and we don't take the power of God and rebuke and resist him like the Bible tells us. And so then what happens is we question, God, why am I going through this? You know, and then questioning becomes blaming God or I'm a little upset with God. I've had many, many conversations where I will talk with someone, and they will tell me, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty upset with God right now. And that shows and indicates they're not acknowledging there's a devil, they're blaming everything on God. Here's another conversation. Well, if God was so good, why is this whole world going through all these crazy stuff? Why is there, why is there all this stuff, diseases and why this? Understand, first of all, that the, the, the Bible says that the enemy's here to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? That there is a real devil. God is not doing this stuff. The devil is. He's corrupted God's creation, but because of redemption in Christ, we're not conformed to it. We're not phased by it. We can come with the power of God, uh, saving other people, leading them to Jesus. But we simply need to recognize the reality that the devil is real and he's after us, trying to stop us and distract us from the will of God in our life. But he has no power to do it. That's the good thing. He has no power to do it. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says this, be alert and of sober mind. Mm. Chew that for a second. Be alert and of sober mind. How many times and how many things out there can intoxicate, or intoxicate, I mean, our, our, our thought life, what we think, and our scriptures are telling us, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a lion looking for someone to devour. He's looking. He's on the hunt all the time. Other scripture says that he's like a lion, which means he's a false imitation of the true, you know, king of kings. He's a, he's a false little G God of this world, but that's all he's labeled as. But there's no power and not, nothing to back that up. Because he's been defeated already. But he is looking for someone to devour. He's constantly looking. You know, he devours people that are ignorant. He devours people that don't take God seriously or don't take him seriously. Those are the people that he's targeting. And if you look at the scriptures in 1 Samuel, the perfect example of that is King Saul. King Saul. Now, not Saul from the New Testament or, and that turned into Paul, but Saul, the king of Israel before King David came on. Saul was king, anointed king, first king of Israel. But because, 
because he left his position that God gave him, because anger took over, the enemy took over, he was in pursuit to kill David, he was uh, insecure and, and just wasn't following basic instructions by God, he left his post, therefore God rejected him and raised up a new king. Saul, King Saul, is the perfect example of, of the enemy devouring someone who is ignorant and not taking God seriously. And we should not fall in that because not, not only that, we lose benefits on earth. And God wants us to live that whole out. Let me remind you that the power of God is bigger than that. The power of God needs to be activated. And God wants to do so much through you. But we acknowledge him as king of kings and acknowledge the devil that he's beneath my feet. He's beneath my feet. That's all he is, is beneath my feet. In Colossians 1.13 it says, for he, and that's talking about Jesus, for he, Jesus, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of son, of, uh, of the kingdom of the son he loves. In other words, the devil is trying to do everything he can to stop you from this thing, but we've been delivered out of that darkness. It's a now that we're in light. That word dominion literally means ruling over. Did you know that when we look at the garden and when God first created Adam, he gave dominion to him over the fish of the sea and the birds, the whole world. All, let me read it to you, actually. Genesis 1, 26. It says, then God said, let us make a man in our image. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Earth, earth. That's what I see now. Okay. That was a cool sound effect, wasn't it? <laughs> over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. We have dominion over creeps. That's what I'm thinking right now. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> he says we have dominion, and he gave dominion to Adam and literally said populate the world. They all have dominion on this earth. When God created everything, before the snake came in, before all that, when God created everything and they were in the garden, how peaceful. There was, there was fellowship. There was no marriage problems. There was all health. Everything was, God, that's the God that created. But when the snake, when the serpent, when Satan, the devil, came in and deceived Eve and made uh, uh, Adam disobey, the dominion that was given to Adam was taken by the enemy which now today makes him the God of the world, this world, world system, world, all these wars. That's the devil and, and his work right now. But in Christ, there's redemption, and it was taken back. Understand that Adam, with Adam, the devil took dominion. And, or actually, Adam probably even gave it to him because of where he was at in position. But when you look in Luke 4, where Jesus is tempted, Okay, you'll see where the devil is trying to do the same thing to Jesus. It says, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their, their glory, for this has been delivered to me. He's talking about that dominion. And I give it uh, to whomever I wish is what the devil's telling Jesus. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. All will be yours. Talk about the position of Jesus for a second on earth. He's facing the devil, and he's telling him, oh, this is mine. Hey, in other words, Adam, I took this from Adam and Eve. See, God gave it to Adam. I just took it. But, hey, worship me. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. And what happens is Jesus comes back. The scripture says it is written because Jesus didn't get distracted by a pink Frisbee. 
He looked at him and he used the scripture that says, it is written, it is written, it is written. Poof, and he's gone. Because he didn't get distracted by the words of the enemy, the mission kept going. The mission kept moving forward. Adam and Eve, they lost their position and Satan took it. But God's power is bigger than that. Way bigger than that. Because in Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the devil, of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That's what Christ did. So that dominion that, that Satan took from Adam and Eve has been taken away from him by Jesus Christ. And that happened when he was at the cross. The enemy understands this. You need to understand this. When he was at the cross, the devil got whooped. Every stripe that the Jesus took, the devil felt it. You think about it for a second. Because when Jesus took you for all mankind, all that punishment, the enemy understood my time is up. It's like uh, someone taking someone's job. Have you, okay, I guess if there's an analogy, I'm getting excited, guys. If there's an analogy on this one, okay, and maybe this is a little old school. Some of you guys won't be, don't know what I'm talking about. But if you think about one of the best quarterbacks right now, at least opinion, don't be shouting stuff out to me, okay? Opinion-wise, Tom Brady's there, okay? They call him the go, no booze, none of that. <laughs> I'm trying to bring a message here, Okay. <laughs> But in 2000, 2001, that season, some of you will remember, there was a quarterback before him, and his name was Blitzel, something Blitzel, right? And, 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 and the thing is, because his time was up, Tom Brady, they were saying took the job, took the position midseason. He took the job. But I remember the talk as a, you know, I wasn't a kid, I was a teenager at the time, but I remember the talk of, of Blitzel being upset about him taking my job. People talking about he took his job. And that made him angry. And I think about that story because of this. When it was taken from Adam and Eve and Jesus went to the devil and took the dominion back, imagine how he feels right now. Why do you think he's trying to blind you and stop you from reading the scriptures and knowing all of this? He understands that we took it. We took it in Christ and there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing he can do about it. I don't think that was a good illustration, by the way. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> some of you are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Here's the deal, bottom line, God is so good when mankind messed up, he brought it back to restoration. It is our choice now to say yes to him and follow that and now live in the dominion that God gave us. Because when sickness comes upon us, in the name of Jesus Christ, it will not rule me. It will not. When things get hard in the name of Jesus Christ, I have power in that name. You can speak to it. God's word teaches on how to speak to it. God gave back the dominion to the, or Christ gave back the dominion to the church. That's you guys. That's me. So stop asking God to deal with the devil. There are times where we're in prayer or we're talking with people and I'm, I'm praying to God that he just take this away from me or I'm praying that God will do something about it. God did it at the cross. It's over. Now God's given you it to speak to it because what he wants you to do is to resist the enemy. In 1 Peter 5, 9, it says resist him. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith is what the word of God is telling us to do. So us praying about God, please do something about this, needs to turn into God. I'm just going to activate my faith. I'm going to believe in your power. And devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. Devil, I resist you. No, you will not take this health. You will not take this marriage. You will not take this circumstance. You won't take my life, period. 
And when you speak that truth, I wish we had the uh, supernatural goggles we can see. I see angels fighting for us. I see the hand of God like I see the hand of God like a, like like a kid and an ant, you know, just kind of doing that thing with the enemy. He said, "Hey, remember? Remember?" And I hear a little voice. You know, I just, no, okay. I'm very animated, by the way. Okay, everything in my head is like awesome. It's like Marvel, you know, when you watch Marvel movies, like all that stuff's happening. But in the Bible, it's a Bible version, by the way. So that's why when we talk about the armor of God, I feel like I can fly and I'm Iron Man. So <laughs> anyways, when we resist the enemy, when we resist him, what happens is that his power is activated in our life. You know, if you go to the gym and you work out, there's a lot of resistance that happens. We walk in there, whether motivated or not motivated, we walk in there, the same fruit happens. When we lift weights, you, you, you gain more muscle and strength comes in. Yeah, there's some soreness. Yeah, there's, you know, got to do some stretches. But at the end of the day, that resistance is healthy for you. Correct? That resistance. And when you're going for 10 and you're at 8, you're like, ah, and you're pushing it. One more, one more. It is coming down. And you're like, I want to give up. I want to quit. But you did not quit. And you just... Push that and put resistance to those weights, and you hit 10 and you place it back on. Ah, it feels so good. Through that pain, it felt so good. And when the enemy comes at you and you resist him in faith and speak truth to him and say, It is written like Jesus did, you're resist, and it's only building strength in your faith. And yeah, we're going through some soreness and a little bit of pain. But at the end of the day, this is so healthy for my spiritual man. This is so healthy for my life. This is so healthy for the kingdom of God because I'm resisting the devil. And as I resist him every day, every moment, I get stronger in faith. I get stronger in Christ. Because I know, yeah, I faced this once. God did it once. I know he'll do it again. Worry leaves. Anxiety melts away. Because you're resisting the enemy, but it requires us to practice get in the gym, in other words. You know, the battle is for us to get into our prayer closet and say, God, I'm going to believe on your word, and I'm going to resist the enemy no matter what it feels like. I'm going to continue to speak life. I'm going to continue to speak truth into whatever circumstance I'm facing. That is a good God and a bad devil. And because of that, you think about what God's going to be doing in your life. There are so many things you're going to be doing that might be impossible. You think, I can't do. But let me tell you something. God knows, maybe alone, you can't do it. But reality is, with him, you can do all things in Christ Jesus who gives me strength. Let's go ahead and close our eyes and bow our head for a second.